Section 46 of Loss of the Sultana by Chester D. Berry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 46. Samuel C. Haynes. I was born in Burlington County, New Jersey, March 5, 1843, and enlisted in the service of the United States at Lafayette, Indiana, December 10, 1861, in Company G, 40th Regiment Indiana Volunteer Infantry, and was captured at the Battle of Franklin, Tennessee, November 30, 1864, and confined in the Andersonville, Georgia prison. About the 1st of April, 1865, I, with about 600 other starved prisoners, was taken from the prison to Vicksburg and paroled. We waited there several days and regained much of our lost strength. While there we heard of President Lincoln's assassination, which caused greater grief than any defeat we had received while on the battlefield. The remaining time his assassination was the subject of heated conversation, and the Southern sympathizers kept well out of our way. At last word came for us to get ready to go home. We boarded the ill-fated Sultana in the afternoon. Myself and two comrades, John Thompson and Charles May, of Company G, 40th Regiment Indiana Infantry, both were lost, went directly to the upper deck, back of the pilot house, and laid down to sleep. We awoke when they stopped at Memphis, but after leaving there we went to sleep again, and knew nothing until awakened by the explosion. About the first thing I thought of was that some raiding rebel battery had thrown a shell into the boat. I then heard screams of men below. Someone cried, "'Keep quiet! Keep quiet! We will run ashore!' That made me feel good. In a few moments fire broke out, and as I could not swim I stayed on board until driven off by the heat." I helped tear off a flight of stairs from the passenger deck to the hurricane deck, intending to jump in the water with it, but quickly changed my mind. I talked a moment with Nathan D. Everman, an excellent swimmer. He promised me help, but when he saw me afterward he bid me good-bye, saying that I was all right. After leaving the stairs and Everman, I ran into the cabin, clutched a bunk with both hands, and jumped into the river with it. It went down twice with me. I let loose of it after the second sinking, having swallowed some water and almost strangled. I could not keep my head out of the water, and thinking I was going to drown, I began to dive, hoping to find something to cling to and reach the shore. In a few minutes I found myself near two men clinging to a board. They tried to keep me off, but I was too strong for them, and succeeded in getting a firm hold on it. They afterwards told me they were good swimmers, and the board would float all three of us. We floated down the river about a mile, when we drifted among five or six men who were drowning. They broke my hold of the board, and I again thought I was lost but fortunately I bobbed up by a long steerage pole. It was about twenty-five feet long. An Irishman, one of the boat hands, was on one end of it. I was carried along on it very nicely going downstream. 
I said to him, "'Let us steer for the shore. We can use our limbs and may get into a treetop.' We landed on the Arkansas shore, as I afterwards learned, and remained there till about seven o'clock a.m. A steamer came up from Memphis and sent a skiff out to us, and we, almost naked, were taken to the steamer and afterwards to Memphis. Some citizens gave me a pair of shoes and five dollars in our money. They treated me as kindly as anyone could. I went to the quartermaster's department and drew a dry suit of clothes. I had lost all but shirt and pants when in the water, and with what the citizens gave me I was now fitted out. I stayed in Memphis about two weeks and met my friend Everman, who was very glad to see me. We were afraid to try the boats again and waited for the train to go north. We received word that they would not run any train for several weeks. We were too anxious to get home to wait any longer, so we again tried the water. This time we succeeded in getting to Cairo, Illinois. Here I boarded a train for Indianapolis. At Terre Haute we were given a grand dinner, and I began to think I was in God's country again. We then proceeded on our way to Indianapolis and received a furlough for thirty days. When the time was up I went back and was honorably discharged, June twentieth, 1865. My present occupation is trader and stock buyer. Present post office address, Romney, Indiana. End of section 46